0: Hello everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more. You might hear a lot of noise in the background, and that's because I'm on a plane. I'm on a very, very big plane, full of hundreds of people, and guess where we're going? We're going to Eretz Yisrael. This plane is heading from Boston, Massachusetts, to Eretz Yisrael. Now, did I buy a two-way ticket? I did because according to nature, I'm going for a nine-day trip, but of course, we hope and we pray and we trust that this will not be a two-way trip, it'll be a one-way trip, and I will go to Eretz and I will stay there, and Mashiach will come immediately, and all Yiddin will come to Eretz Yisrael, and the puzzle says that Yiddin will fly to Eretz Yisrael on the wings of eagles, and actually, not only is a plane kind of like an eagle, but there are some big planes that the pilots actually refer to them as eagles, that's the nickname for that particular type of big plane, and many, many Hidden have actually taken such planes from all different countries, from Yemen, in other places, Morocco, and of course the United States, and come to Eretz Israel on these huge plains. And therefore, the fact that now there are millions and millions of Yidin living in Eretz Israel, in fact, there are more Yidin in Eretz Israel now than there have been for thousands of years. And not only that, but if I'm not mistaken, there are more Yidin living in Eretz Israel than in any other single country, I believe. So we are very, very close to the gula. And of course, we want the gula to come immediately. And I shouldn't have to come back the other way to Boston and back to Cincinnati. But in the meantime, I want to tell you a story about a Sadik living in Eretz Israel. Now, we know that the Baal Shem Tov tried on several occasions to get to Eretz Yisrael because he had a tradition that if he and the Or HaKhayim would meet up, the Ula would come. The Or HaKhayim was a great Saudi who lived in Eretz Yisrael at the same time that the Baal Shem Tov was living in Mezhebush in Europe. And there was such a tradition that if he, that they would meet, that the Ula would come. So the Moshem did try several times. Unfortunately, it was not successful. I believe I told one or two of those stories already. But this time I want to tell a story about a Tzadik who was living in Eretz Yisrael. I'm sorry, but I forget his name. But he was a a tzaddik, and he had a Chassidim. He was a Rebbe, and he had a Chassidim. At one time, it happened, he must have lived around the late 1700s or so, or maybe early 1800s. And he was one of the chassidim, one of, one of the tzaddikim that left Europe and went to Eretz and started settlements, which today, of course, have grown tremendously. But in any case, one time, a yid came to this tzaddik, all excited. He said, "Rebbe, Rebbe, there is somebody standing on Har Zaysin, and he's saying, that Mashiach has come he's saying Mashiach has come and everybody's getting excited in fact he's blowing a shofar he's blowing a shofar and telling everybody that the ghoul is here the ghoul is here the tzaddik immediately went to the window and he opened the window he stuck out his head and he sniffed the air and he said no I'm sorry the has not come Now, why did he have to go to the window and sniff the air? Why couldn't he have sniffed the air inside the room? This sadiq was a person that obviously was able to tell if Gu'ula had come or not. Just by sniffing the air, he was able to somehow sniff gula. But why did he have to go to the window? The answer was, is, that that sadiq was so holy that within that room, it was like the Gula already had arrived. In the Tzaddik's own room, it was Gula. Yeah. Only that outside of the Tzaddik's room, it was still Gullah's. And that's why he had to stick his head out. Now, we have a symbolic situation today. If we all went to Eretz as well, would Gula come? I don't know. The devil tells us we have many of us uh, Schlichusen in our places. However, the Rebbe did say that he's done everything that he could do to bring Mashiach, and now it's up to us. And that's also a kind of a partnership. Just like the Valshem want to make a partnership with the Orachayim to bring Gula. The is making a partnership with us. He's saying he has done his part and now we have to do our part. As the Rebbe put it, do everything that you can do with the wildest, the wildest powers, but in an organized way, in a pseudo-organized way. Take the most powerful, wildly powerful powers, but use them in a very orderly way, in this way by adding a Torah and mitzvahs, learning more in Nikla and in Chassidus all kinds of topics of the Taita, and especially about Mashiach and by adding in goodness and kindness, more mitzvahs, and doing more mitzvahs more beautifully, this will surely bring Mashiach quicker, may it happen immediately. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and More in the Air. Jewish Stories and More in the Air. May we all meet soon in Eretz's road with Monsieur Tudkenu.